Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It feels like spring in California with that hot weather and beautiful sunlight, not a cloud in the sky. Here, as always, on another edition of Advantage Connors, your host, Brett Connors. Jimmy Connors, where are you at? You out there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here up in Santa Barbara. I'm about an hour and 30 minutes north of you. I know you're in L.A., mm-hmm. but uh, you're right. It is uh, seems like springtime is right. It was a beautiful day. You know, we've gone through a pretty tough uh, wintertime here with a lot of rain, and for this the central coast to have this this kind of weather, rain and, and cold at nights, getting down into the, you know, maybe the 30s and, and even the 40s. It's, you know, we've kind of had to wander a little bit and, and, and kind of bide our time, you know, when to turn on the jacuzzi and, and uh, kind of get the pool ready and, and all that. And, you know, I hate to sound spoiled, but today was <laughs> the first time that we were able to go down and, you know, spend some time and relax around the pool and get some good sunshine and, and hang out. I mean, uh, 80 degrees today. And, you know, I, I, I was, I was happy to go hit a few golf balls and, and, uh, you know, work on my swing a little bit, but hanging around the house today was a pleasure. So anyway, happy to be with you, brother. What about your day? What was it like? Uh, it's been good. Um, uh, been working this week, producing Barcelona and, uh, for tennis channel Stuttgart, um, they're in uh, Munich. There's a lot of good clay court tournaments going on. So it's been some early mornings for that. Uh, Isabella's been going in with me since Melina's in Sweden. We are living the bachelor life without her a little bit, uh, staying up late and uh, walking around in our underwear and, and, and eating takeout food all the time. But she, <laughs> she's been helping me out at work. It's been good. Yeah, you got you got a good coworker there with you. She uh, she keeps her eye on you and, and uh, you know makes the probably makes the time go a little bit quicker. So you got a good partner there. Yep, she is the manager of morale. We call her, and uh, really she's just a buffer. So if anyone gets pissed at me or tells me I did something wrong, they come storming in there. They have her there, and it distracts them from uh, from yelling at me. 
And uh, I'm just kidding. No, um, but it's been fun. Let's uh, let's recap a little last week tennis before we uh, go into this week. I don't want to stay too long. I got to do some stuff before we get going in the morning again. But uh, Monte Carlo was a good week. I know we talked about uh, your your past there, 81 uh, last week. But uh, this week it was interesting. Somebody the, the final four were players you might not have guessed. It was um, Yannick Sinner, who's been on a really good streak. We've been talking about him. Holger Runa who's been, who had that great run in the fall, winning Paris and, and, and making the finals of a couple other events, um, getting all the way to eight in the world. He kind of, uh, you know, dipped a little bit in January and February, but has, has come back the last couple of tournaments and looked really good. Taylor Fritz, the American top tenor, making a good run on the dirt. Uh, Americans known for not surprising. loving the dirt. Yeah. A little surprising, but uh, he's been playing really well. And, uh, who's the other one? I can't remember. Rublev. Oh yeah, Rublev. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> didn't he, I think he won it. Yeah, the he? winner, of course. <laughs> you must be tired, son. I you, am you, tired. You've been, you've been on a long, a long run. You must be a little tired. I'm but, a little tired. Yeah. My brain's in Barcelona mode. Just, uh, just to to recap the four, uh, Fritz getting to the semis. That's a good effort for you know for him. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to I mean, he's uh, normally would be a fast court player, a hard court player, grass court player, I would think, but. Uh, you know, for for him to to have that kind of showing on uh, on the dirt is got to be good. Got to be good for his confidence. And you know, going into you know, I know the French is coming up. It's a different animal. It's three out of five sets. Where Monte Carlo was two out of three. I'm sure. And but uh, but it's got to be great for his confidence. Sinner, you know, once again, geez, what a what a run he's had. You know, between uh, the tournaments in in Palm Springs and Miami, and and now going over. Going from the hard courts onto the the clay in Monte Carlo to to be a semifinalist and you know but we we're going to have to talk about him for an extra thirty seconds here, brother. It's time for him to break through. Right. He's got the credentials and and he's got the game uh, and he's got the coach. Uh, I mean he's got a you know his coach is uh, uh, one that has been around winners and coached winners and knows what it takes to you know to get him over the hump and and uh, you know uh, for you know for him to you know, to have these opportunities, you know, it's all good. Well, he's a semifinalist and boy, is he playing well and he was in the finals, but now it's time for him to break through. And and I think that his time is coming. I like his game too. Yeah. You know, he's, he's big and strong and, and uh, he's got the shots and, you know, it's, you know, I, I guess, you know, you, you always look and say, you know, what, you know, what separates the, the, the number one from the number 100. You know, are the winner from the semifinalist? I mean, it's such a small. You can all you you can barely see it. You know, when you put your fingers together, what it takes. You know, but but he he has it because he's he's had some big wins. He beat Alcaraz, and you know, and uh, to get to the finals of Miami, which is a which is a big win. He's the number one player in the world, so he has it. He's just got to be able to bring it out under under uh, those conditions, which is a semifinalist to get to the final or a finalist to win. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's going to be interesting to see, but, but Rublev winning, I, I, you know, I think, you know, we talked about, you know, Runa and Rublev before, you know, on our podcast and uh, you know, the talent and, you know, where they are and, and, you know, how they play and what they have to offer, you know, uh, on, on all surfaces. And, and I, I think, and you, you correct me if I'm wrong, but Rublev, that's his first, a Masters 1000 event that he's won. Is that right? That's right. Yep. He's, uh, yeah. he's had the reputation of being, you know, Mr. 500 a little bit where he's kind of one of these top guys the last three or four years, 
lot of talent, crushes the ball, you know, is able to win at the 500 level pretty consistently with, you know, multiple, multiple tournaments. But then uh, when he gets to the thousand level, he, he hasn't been able to get over the hump. So seeing him come through uh, was pretty cool because I like Rublev. He's kind of a, mm -hmm. he's a funny guy. You know, when you look at him and watch him on the court, he's not at all like that off the court. You know, on the court, he's punching his own strings and he's smacking his shoe. And, you know, he's got the the red hair. He's a ginger, which is awesome. Uh, we, you know, we Irish love that, um, <laughs> right. you know. And so he looks like, ah, oh, he's mad and he's smacking and he's yelling. And and in the way he plays and he has a he uh, grunts, he's got a very unique grunt where he goes like, you know. And, uh, and But then off the court, he's like super like uh, soft. He's like a teddy bear. You know, he's like funny and everybody likes him and he's got a great personality and he's uh, endearing and self-deprecating a little bit. Um, so it, it's cool to see him get that. Cause I, it's, I don't want him to be the one of those, Oh, Mr. 500 and he can't get over the hump. You know, it's like, he, right. he's better than that. And, and he's been working and staying in there and grinding. And, and I thought it was funny in his speech uh, uh, when he won, he was talking, you know, he's like, Runa, you know, you, you played really well, uh, you know, like, look, bro, chill out. You're like 18, 19, you know, like you already have Masters 1000. He's like, let me have one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, you know, but uh, when he's on the court and, and he's showing, uh, you know, the, the emotions and the passion, I like that. Mm -hmm. Don't you? I mean, I like seeing that a guy that, you know, that, that, is not afraid to, you know, open up and, and, and let the people, the fans, you know, see what he's like and see what it's like to be down there under that kind of pressure. You know, he's, he's playing singles. It's him against his opponent. He's one-on-one. -on -one. You can't hide. You, it's, you know, everybody's got their eyes on you and, and to have that passion, you know, I, I love seeing that, you know, mm -hmm. off the court, you can, you know, uh, be, be what he is and, and relaxed and, uh, and calm and, and just, you know, be, be you, you're the real you. But once you're on that court to have that, like we've always said, Brad, it's more than just hitting balls right. back and forth and, and to have that fire, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes that's what it takes, you know, to, to, to get over that hump and to win big events like that and to beat the best players in the world. And, you know, for him to, you know, no longer be stuck on, you know, Mr. 500, you know, to win the, uh, the 500 tournaments, which were, which are still big tournaments, right? But, you know, it, it's just, uh, it's just a different level. And, and now he's broken through pretty exciting for him. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, a couple, a couple things like where we, you were talking about sinner, um, you know, like we are waiting for him to take that step. We know he has all the game and it's not like he's not a big match player, you know, like, cause he gets up and plays like big matches. He beats number one, beats Alcaraz three times, you know, like when he's probably the underdog. So it's not like he's not a big match player, but you're right. We're like, he hasn't, he hasn't got a master's 1000, you know, he's been to a final he's in semis and he's, and he's always in there and he hasn't made a, a grand slam semi, I don't think. So those are kind of those two levels where like, he needs to, those are the next levels we're looking for him to check, you know, as, as mm -hmm. you know, from, from like looking afar. And then, so in, in that perspective, as far as like Rublev, like Rublev had already checked the quote unquote 500 level. He has gotten to a semi of a grand slam. So he's kind of checked a couple of those markers that like we're waiting for center to. And so like once Rublev checks those, now his next one becomes like the thousand or, you know, make a grand slam right. final, you know? So to right. see him get one now is it's cool because it means he's, he's been working hard. He's grinding and, you know, and he's putting in the time and, and, you know, he's got that, that group of good Russian young guys that are all buddies catching off and, and Medvedev, I saw that, uh, uh, Medvedev asked Rublev to be his uh, daughter's godfather. So that was pretty cool. 
Ah, that's that's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah pretty good. R- reminds me of my godfather, but, but, who I haven't seen in about thirty years, Mister Eli Nastasi. Shout out where yeah, you at? It, it's time we run into him again. That would be uh, that would be fun to have him on our podcast too. Oh yeah, that, he'd be great. Yeah, that would be great. But you know, you know what I was thinking though, Brett, is uh, with Rublev winning and and him breaking through, maybe that is is what Center needs to see. Mm-hmm. Listen, it, it can be done, uh, you know, this, but, uh, you know, just keep working, just stay in there and, and don't give up and don't lose your confidence and you're playing well, you know, you're playing well, look at your results the last, you know, two or three months or whatever. And, and, and to stay on that role and to keep from getting discouraged, that's the key. Don't listen to us talk about him on his pot on this podcast. Right. Uh, you, I don't, you know, but, I don't but, think he is. No, but I mean, of, of what we're saying, right. He knows he's got it. Yeah, and and to keep from uh, getting discouraged, that's the key. Because if you listen to to a lot of the outside things that are going on, uh, and and people talk, and the press, and you know the fans, and so forth like that, that can get in your head. Yeah, I know because it it, it happened to me. I mean, yeah. you got to tune that out, man. You got to be able to tune that out and go on about your business and not worry about anything except what you have to do to try to be the best player. Right. And we've seen him. He's got the credentials, uh, like I said, in the past couple of months. So yeah. I look for him to to break through this year into that, too. I think he's he's going to have a better year than everybody thinks. He's already had a great year. But, yeah, I, I mean, as far as winning, I think yeah. he's got the uh, the opportunities coming ahead that's uh, really going to break out and, and make him one of the top young players, too. Yep. So that would that's a pretty good foursome. Uh, of young players in that one more question on Rublev and then I want to ask you just one question about Runa but Rublev is what uh, stood out to me as being kind of um, engaging was uh, you and him are a little similar in that way where I think if if nobody knows Rublev off the court and doesn't watch his interviews they think how he is on the court is off the court and I think that's how people look at you a lot who don't know you that a lot of people think that you're the guy who on the court who would get pissed and yell at the umpires and was a bad boy and and this and that. And then that somehow, like, if they walked up to you in the supermarket, that you're also that bad boy. But, you know, like if they asked you to scooch out of the way so they could push their cart by the macaroni and cheese aisle, you'd be like, fuck off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so that's always been it's always been well, funny to me the way that like some people when I hear them talk about you or or they ask me about you that that they actually think that like you're like that 24 7 and so to see the difference with Rublev it just made me kind of think of you a little bit you can't be in a game like you know tennis when you're one-on-one I mean if you go out there and and you're soft is a bad word, but if you're, if you're not ready to get down and dirty, you know, and, and, but that was my upbringing, Brett, you know, and, and, and that's the way I was, was taught that, you know, if you go out there, you know, you, I'm not out there to win a popularity contest. You know, I'm out there to, to do my job, which is to try to be the best tennis player in the world and, and, and to prove it every time I walk out there. And, you know, in, in a way, uh, you know, that, that, um, reputation that I had uh, of on the court was kind of good because it kind of kept a lot of people away from me too when I was off the court, <laughs> you know, which, uh, which was kind of good too, but, right. you know, it, but it, it, you know, I'm also 71 years old now. So, I mean, if people still think that I'm like that, then, well, that's their problem. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not out trying to win Wimbledon's and U S opens and, you know, 
uh, tennis matches anymore. I'm, I'm living my life and, you know, with my family, with my kids and, and, and enjoying what I do and, and all that. So if they still think that that's their problem and, and uh, that is, I just mean that like people don't know you. So if all they have to go off right. of is what they've seen, what they've seen, you know what I mean? So if all they do is see you when you play tennis, that's all they know. And, you know, and it's just so it's funny to me that people then like fill in that extra with like, well, that must be all he is, you know, and, and then we right. kind of do, because like, if you didn't hear Rublev talk, you'd just be like, man, he, he, I wouldn't want to fuck with that guy in a dark alley, you know, because right. <laughs> he looks like he's <laughs> right. mean and he's intimidating out there sometimes when he's getting upset and, and, you know, being competitive. So I just think I'm, I'm not saying people say it. I'm just saying people will make the, you know, jump to thinking that's how you always are. And, and Rublev shows that, you know, you can be different on court and off. Right. Well, uh, you know, I think a, a, a lot of, of guys know, uh, you know, especially individual athletes, you know, how to turn it on and off. You know, when, uh, you know, when you're on the court, you're, you're one way, you do what it takes because that's your job and, and, and you want to do it, you know, to the best of your ability and to do and to drive yourself to do that at that high level every time. But, you know, when you're off the court, you know, I, I never, I never brought tennis home with me, Brad. You know, I, I would I would get it all out, you know, before I got home, you know, win, win or lose. I mean, by the time I got home, you know, the damage has already been done, you know, mm -hmm. so uh, it was it was easy for me to to turn it off because I, I had more to to, you know, once the tennis was over to come home to. Right. You know, I, I would I would go home and, you know, to to you and your mommy and your sister and, you know, and, and to the hotel and we go out and have dinner and. You know, there, there, there's you know, a lot of people don't realize that shit. There's more. There's more to life than just playing tennis. Yeah. You, even though you're on the road, you know. But but even even though tennis is is constantly on was on my mind, there was certainly more to the days after the tennis was over than than just that. So, mm -hmm. uh, but hey, look, I'm I'm making no excuses, and I'm sure Rublev isn't making any excuses either. No. You, we, you know, we are we are who we are, and and uh, you know, if, if that's the the reputation and, and, and that aura around me, then, you know, so be it. You yeah. know, it's, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Oh yeah. It's all good. I just uh, thought it was a good chance to talk about it because, and then I think some people do it on purpose. Like you're saying, like it helps protect them or it, it serves a purpose for them. Like you said, it helped keep people away. And it's like, well, good. <laughs> Let them believe it because it helps right. with intimidating my opponents. It keeps people away, which gives me more privacy, which I like and, and whatever. So um, you know, I'll just throw out this one one last point, butter, and then we can move on. Is that you know that that reputation you know won me a lot of matches before I even walked out onto the court too. Mm -hmm. To to know you know that 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 I, I wasn't going to give an inch, that I was going to stay in there and play you know play for an hour, or I'd play for five hours, and you know you you were going to have to you know run over me with a truck to you know to to beat me. You know, that that's that's a reputation that a lot of guys, you know, don't want to face right? to know that that's, you know, that's what it's going to take to win this match. Holy Christ almighty. I've got a, you know, a dinner reservation at six o'clock. I can't play that long, you know, but I will, you know, I would, Yeah. you know, and it sounds like, you know, he's kind of the same way that, you know, and you know who else is like that? Djokovic is like that. You know who else is like that? Nadal's like that. You know, the guys, you know, guys that are willing to, to do what it takes on the court. But when it's over, uh, you know, they, they, they have a life too. You know, now that, you know, they're married, they have kids, they have this, they have foundations, they have a lot of other things that, 
you know, can take their mind off the tennis too. So, you know, it's all, it's all, it's all part of it. It's all, it's all part of trying to do the job the best that you can. Yep. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building your talent roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't you spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching, assessments, and virtual interviews. Do you hate waiting like I do? Indeed's U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed's employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. One thing I love about Indeed is that it has all the tools I need at my fingertips all in one place. I don't have a lot of time to go bouncing around from here and there looking for individual things on individual sites. Give it to me all in one place, and that's Indeed. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash Connors to start hiring right now. Just go to Indeed.com slash Connors. Indeed.com slash Connors. You know that terms and conditions do apply and cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Do you need to hire? Then you need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Give me 60 seconds on uh, on this on the finalist. Holger Runa, Paris champion. We've talked about him here before. Young guy. Um He's starting to assume the role of a position that we talk about in the past, wanting someone like Kyrgios dabbles with it. We've said we like Joker in that role, but kind of he doesn't want to be anymore. When he was younger, he liked it. The villain role on tour. Um, Did you watch any of the matches? Runa on his run. He beat uh, some good players on the way. He beat Sinner in a classic three setter. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. a, a lot of the crowd was kind of on a pro center because the Italian and Monte Carlo um, and uh, Runa was playing it up. You know, he was giving it the, you know, he's pointing at his head, you know, like, you know, I'm out thinking you or I'm, I'm whatever. And then, you know, he's doing the, the Hulk Hogan, putting his finger behind the ear, you know, like cupping his cupping behind the ear, you know, when the crowd would boo <laughs> and stuff, you know, and, and it's, it's fun to watch, you know, and it's yeah. co- cool to have somebody who will, looks like he's embracing it, at least for now. I hope he keeps doing it. I have a feeling that the sponsors and the coaches and everything might get to him and say, Hey, Hey, but it's fun to watch because then you either hate him, you know, then they give you, it's like the thing we always talk about where there's nothing better than a guy who people either love or hate mm-hmm. for sports. Well, 
that that brings them in that packs the stands you know and 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 uh, with, with all due respects with tennis you know that's that's really you know the end result is you know if you're packing the stands they like you no matter what as long as you're winning as long as you're yeah. winning and and you can do that and you're playing the kind of tennis that it warrants that but you know i i always have said and and we've talked about this before too brad is that there's enough good guys out there right you know enough guys you know uh, wearing the white hat you know we we need some guys going in and you know creating a little controversy once in a while uh a Gerolitis in my time or a Nastasi in my time or a McEnroe in my time or a me in my time or, you know, whatever that, you know, that, uh, because, you know, because all that does is allow, uh, a, a guy like center to play off of that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, like Borg played off of me and I played off of Borg, yeah. you know, the, you know, and, and all that does is create the interest in, and not only, you know, with, uh, on the court with our, with the games, but in, in our, in the way we play against each other, but with our attitudes, but also for the fans, mm-hmm. you know, it gives them something more to come in and, and to see, like you said, you know, uh, root for me or against me, but just come, just come and be there yeah, buy a and ticket. be a part of it. And, and, uh, that's, you know, that's something that, you know, I, you know, I'm going to step out and say this, that I think might, might, might've been missing you know, for a while now, where were you, but to, to have an opportunity to have a kid like that, it's not afraid to, to, to step outside the box and you can step outside the box and still, you know, uh, n- not be reprimanded for it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be able to play the part, you know, and if he's willing to do that and wins, you got to win. You can't do that if you don't win. Mm-hmm. So, that's going to put a little extra pressure on him, but obviously, if he was doing it there, he must have played some damn good tennis to get to the finals. So, you know, good for him. Yeah, good for him. I mean, I think, uh, and he, and he's interesting with it. Like he's a good-looking guy, but he's playing the villain. So you're right; he can kind of go both ways. Where like, you know, he he's a good player. He does back it up, you know. But then uh, he eggs on the crowd. He had a situation with Stan in Paris. He saved a match point against Stan in Paris in his first match when he went on the run to win it. And he was, mm-hmm. you know, because he acts a little immature, I guess, is what some people would say sometimes out there, this behavior and his reactions and, and some of that stuff. But whatever, you know, that's 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 part of it. And Stan said something in that, like, you know, like, you, know, you got to grow up or, you know, you know, something like that along those lines. I'm not quoting it, but and mm-hmm. so, you know, there's these little like things that pop up with him and, and he's a big kid. He's strong. So I feel like he can kind of carry the burden of being villain if he wants to embrace it and uh and have fun with it and you know play it up and he should wear like all black you know like at the u.s open or something you know like it would be cool <laughs> the gary player of tennis. right yeah yeah dude um so yeah it'd be fun to watch man you're starting to see these these little rivalries and the guys who are, who are popping up who are going to start you know taking it we've been waiting for the guys who are going to take it and now you're starting yeah. to see, you know, like Rune is 19, Sinner's 21 or whatever he is, and Fritz is young still, and, and Alcaraz 19, um, and just button it up on Sinner. I think he's going to do it. Like, it's not like if, it's just when, you know, yeah, like I agree. he's got I too agree much game. And it, it's not, it's weird because he's not like he's not a big match player because he comes, steps up and he comes back in these matches, these great matches, he makes runs, beats number one. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's always weird where I'm like, huh, he lost that one, huh? You know? And it's just like, right. all right, you know, so but, it, it's coming. You know, it's, it's just, it's, we so, just gotta yeah, wait. It's coming, but you know, some, some, sometimes you gotta, you know, just keep staying in there. 
you know, and, and, and uh, like I said a little bit earlier, don't get discouraged. Yeah. And, and because that's very easy, you know, to to all of a sudden, you know, lose a few big matches and, you know, the talk around and all that. you got to wipe that out of your mind. And I'm sure uh, Sinner's coach is Darren Cahill, right? Yep. Uh, I'm sure, you know, with, uh, you know, some of the guys that he has been around in the past, he'll help him and know how, you know, to to get him over that hump. So, like I said, I, I think this year is going to be better for him than a lot of people think and the wins in the wins column. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I, I, I oh, yeah. watched him play quite a bit now and, and I like his game and, and, uh, and, and I'm hoping for success for him. Me too. And I think it's one of those, I mean, he already has seven tournament wins. So he got one on the year. I think already we talked about before, and it's just one of those things where once it clicks, you know, and it'll be like one of those things where like once he makes a final or a semi or whatever the thing is, all of a sudden it might start coming in like droves it might start being like pretty consistent with it and happening a lot. So I'll be watching. Yep. That's good. Uh, moving on. Don't want to hang too much longer this week. Joker is playing in his, uh, home tournament. So that's kind of interesting. Just, uh, he played a young kid, Luca Van Asha, uh, a French kid lost the first set. Joker came back to win. Rublev's playing there. That was a, it might get a rematch of that final Rublev beat him in the finals last year, but it, it, didn't Joker get hurt though, Rudder? Wasn't he practicing and, uh, and, and supposedly hurt his elbow or something? Uh, Monte Carlo. Yep. Yeah. He was hitting with Berrettini, uh, in Monte Carlo. And, and it looked like he kind of tweaked his, the elbow that's been hurting him for the last year or so on and off. And, and then he ends up going out to another Italian. So the Italians tag teamed him to take him out of Monte Carlo Musetti, <laughs> beat him in oh, a mat boy. in a tough three well, setter. You know, but what, you know, what are you we, looking for from him going into Roland Garros? He's got these three tournaments to kind of get himself in shape. What are you looking for? Yeah, that's what uh, he needs. He needs match play, you know, with uh, a lot of the things that have been going on around him with not being able to play a number of events and and so forth that, uh, you know, he needs to get in there and to get his confidence up and, and to, to get some good matches under his belt so that, you know, that when he goes into Roland Garros, and I want to say it again, Roland Garros is a different animal because it's three out of five sets. You know, you know, that's going to help his conditioning. It's going to help his confidence in his game to grind out a few matches against some of these good young kids who, like you just said, you know, are, are, are stepping up now to take it away from them. So, I mean, he's got Rublev, he's got Runa, he's, he's got center, he's got Alcaraz, he's got Fritz who's playing some decent tennis, you know, and, and so in, in a number of other, you know, these good young kids who we've been waiting to step up now are so, you know, he's, he's going to have to, to get on his horse here and, and, uh, and put a play down on it and, and get these matches under his belt and, and stay healthy, you know, without, you know, you don't want to press too hard and train too hard and work too hard, you know, uh, overtrain, not, not, you got to work of course, but you don't want to overdo, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to get ready for it. But, uh, you know, he, he, he needs the match play and, and he needs to, you know, some confidence. And I think if he gets that, you know, he's going to be tough to beat, but he's going to have to beat a lot of these good young players, you know, to, to win that tournament. Uh, and it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a fun tournament to see just who, uh, who breaks through and, and yeah. what the, the older, you know, which is Nadal and Djokovic against the younger, which is all the guys we've been talking about. Who's going to come on, come out on top. Yep. That is true. I'm going to wrap the tennis because uh, I don't want to keep you too long and, and I got to get ready for tomorrow. But yeah, I think Djokovic, he's just using this tournament to probably work some stuff out too, right? Like, I mean, like uh, he doesn't, winning two and two three times in a row doesn't really help him. I mean, sure, it's nice, 
But uh, he's kind of stuck in a weird position, though, too, where, like, he needs match play, right? So he wants reps, mm-hmm. and he wants to get in, you know, maybe play a tiebreaker, go down and try and come back from a break in a set if he's up a set already or, you know, who knows what he, what he tries to do. But then now he's got this little elbow thing. So what mm-hmm. happened, What happens there where you're like, look, I need match play because I haven't been allowed to play tournaments, but now I have a little bit of an injury where, like, I don't want to wear it out too much. And then, of course, it's clay where the the rallies are longer and it's more of grindy. And Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's, you know, there's that uh, there's that happy medium, you know, that you have to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody knows uh, his body better than him uh, and, and what it takes to, you know, to go out there and how far he can push himself and just how hard he can push himself leading up to the matches and, you know, and then, but, you know, now they, they've got the treatment and they've got, you know, the, you know, their trainers and they've got, you know, everybody that uh, travels with them that knows, uh, you know, the ins and outs of what it takes to, to keep him in great shape and, and to, you know, to play the kind of tennis necessary to win. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think, you know, uh, l- looking forward to, to the French, which is coming at the uh, at the end of June, end of May. Uh, no, it's the end of May. The end of May, you know, which is you know close. It's a, what a month away. Yeah, five you weeks know, or something. He'll get he'll get some tournament reps and and you know play some play some good matches and you know like I said, it's going to be interesting. He's going to have to keep himself healthy too because. You know, the French is grueling. Uh, yeah. It's a tough grind. And, and uh, you know, being healthy is just as important as playing good tennis. So it's going to be a happy medium that he's going to have to reach. But he's been around long enough. He knows how to handle that. Yep. I think so, too. One last little story, and then we can wrap up. Did you see this? It's a couple weeks old, but I thought it was so cool that I wanted to, to get your take on it. A few, okay. few weeks ago, they had the um, World Baseball Classics. You know, uh, J- Japan beat the U.S. in the final where uh, right. uh, Shohei Otani, the the really good Japanese uh, player for the Angels, pitcher and hitter, he's like really amazing at both, struck out Mike Trout, his teammate uh, for the Angels, to, to, to win the Classic for Japan. It, it, in, in one of the games, uh, Otani hits a home run, and uh, a girl catches it, and I've never seen anything like this, right? So this, this girl catches it, Everyone, she, she takes the ball and lets everyone in the stands or in her section or in her row or whatever, passes the ball around and is like taking photos and selfies and, you know, and, and, and whatever videos with it. And it passes it around, passes it around. And they all like take pictures with it and then return it to this girl and she keeps it. And I was just thinking, that's, a, that's amazing. That would probably never happen in the, in this country. <laughs> no, <laughs> they, they'd have been, they'd have been out the back door in a hurry. In right. A hurry. There'd be someone with, oh, it, it'd be on eBay before you could turn your head around, you know? <laughs> right. That's, that's amazing. That, that, that is an amazing story. And, and listen, I've been to, to Japan. I used to go to Japan four and five times a year when, when, uh, when I was playing better and I loved it. And, and, uh, uh, you know, you, you were there with us and, and, uh, traveled and had so much fun over there. The, you know, the people were nothing but, uh, you know, great and kind to us and the events that they had over there were spectacular. Some, some yeah. major events on the tour and some special events. And, and it was, uh, it was an amazing time that was back then though. That was, you know, 40 years ago, uh, you know, or, or, or more that, uh, that we went over there and, and, uh, we haven't, we haven't been back, but, uh, I, I, I can see that happening and that's an amazing story. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a different, uh, the level of respect in sports, uh, in Japan and is on like another level or just in general over there, you know, the, the respect and the way that 
you know, they are with families and families living together and, and all that stuff. It's really cool. Uh, always had fun going over there. We had a pretty fun trip with Mr. William Lelly one time that I don't know we can talk too much about on the yeah, show we, here. We, uh, we, we better <laughs> save that for another episode. That's for the after hours edition of Advantage Connors. Yeah, yeah. but but that was some, uh, some great travels that we had. And, you know, it was interesting, you know, the travels back then. Uh, you know, you know, I could be in Japan, you know, for one week and, you know, the next week I might be, you know, playing in London or playing in London and then playing in, in Rio. Uh, it seems that, you know, the schedule of a lot of the events are, are more in line with uh, with the travel, you mm -hmm. know, so you're not uh, jumping from, you know, Tokyo to Rio to London, you know, it, it's more. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for here? I'm looking for uh, more, better for the players. I'll just say it oh, that yeah. way. That you know, so they're player so friendly. They're player friendly. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, so they can you know be uh, you know uh, rested and, and in better shape and 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 ready for the tennis. And uh, so it, yeah, and you know back uh, back in the day, and now you you're on the clay. You're going up to the French, and you're on the clay, and then from the clay. You go to the grass, and then from the grass, you come over to the states, and and you go on the hard courts leading up to the U.S. Open. You know, it was interesting for a number of years back in 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 my day, Brad. You know, we the, the clay would be going up to the French, then we go on the grass, and then we come back after Wimbledon, and and we go back on the clay. the 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 U.S. was a was a clay court circuit because the the U.S. Open for three years was on clay. Hmm. So. That That's was, right. That was kind of weird. So, yeah, uh, I never different. But then, yeah, I never thought about that because we're always, you know, because now we have the clay. There seems like clay is all, all all year round. Like they even pop clay in like after the U.S. Open. It seems like somehow. But but you know now we have our clay court season. Then we go to the grass, and then they go back to the clay before the hard court. And like I'm at work, we're always kind of like, what the heck? It's like this fake little mini season. Like Curios has, you know, said in the past, like, hey, they're stealing points, mate. You know, like they're getting these free points on like this news. You know, it's like clay court season's over, right? Right. But you're right. It used to be French. And then you'd go to Wimbledon for the two weeks. And then to, you'd go to the clay again to get ready for those three years. It was on clay before it went to Flushing Meadows. Right. Yeah, because Flushing Meadows in, in 78 turned to hard courts. And, yeah. you know, so that the, all the summer circuit over here after Wimbledon had to go, all the tournaments had to go to hard courts too. So it was interesting, interesting time, but, you know, they seem to, to have made it more player friendly as far as the travel goes and, and the surfaces, which, uh, you know, which is, is better for, for the players and, and, uh, allows them to be, you know, like I said, more rested and in better shape, ready to play the tournament. So they, they seem to have worked it out pretty good. Yep. They did. Uh, you won the U S open on all three surfaces, something that'll never be done again. Which was your favorite surface to play on? What did you like playing the U S open on the most? If you could have played the U S open every year for the rest of your career on one of those three surfaces, which would it have been? Well, hard, hard courts for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I loved playing at Flushing Meadows, uh, uh, but you know, back then that that hard court at uh, on the stadium at Flushing Meadows was very fast, mm -hmm. and and the ball was you know was would bounce much lower, and and that was that was more my game. You know, I was you know, uh, Pancho would always tell me uh, you know stay low, buddy. You know, which means you know get bend your knees and get down to the ball, and you know the my and, and then I you know I would hit the ball flat so the ball would come through that court and really, you know, stay low and take off, which was, you know, really fit my game. 
But uh, and, and I think the most important thing, though, back then for me was the ball. The ball compared to now was so fast, you know, and would go through the air um, at a much different pace. And like I said, would stay low as compared to now. The ball seems to be heavier. And once it hits the court, it bounces up and, and allows the the players to, you know, to really step around and, and, and Smack with it. their, with, you know, with their mighty top spin and, and hit the ball so hard from, you know, from, from such a, you know, waist high position. So, yeah, but uh, I mean, if I could have played on, uh, on hard courts, you know, every match, that would have been just fine with me. Nice. That sounds good. All right, let's wrap it up. I got to do the ad read and I got to get it to Trevin here by 7.30. He's doing us a solid and giving us the late edit. Trevin, you're the man. Thank you for helping us out. Uh, any last words before we go? No, I, th- I think that uh, everything seems to be good. You've uh, you've had a tough week. You got another couple of days, so you take care of yourself and and uh, take uh, take little Isabella in there with you to keep an eye on you. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Connors. Uh, you can follow you on Twitter at uh, Brett underscore Connors. Mm-hmm. You can follow us uh, on our podcast a- at ADV Connors oh, and yeah. at Advantage Connors. And that's enough. Send us some questions to Facebook. Yep. Yeah. Go to Facebook, Jimmy's official page. Leave us some questions. You guys leave us a lot of good stuff there. Yeah. Bella is coming in tomorrow. It's uh, my last day of the week for Barcelona. We're going to try and get her on T2. Uh, second serve is going on right now with uh, my buddy Mike Haston producing and uh, Jeff Chisiver uh, hosting. So we might get Isabella on there and uh, do a little cameo. We'll see if you guys got it at home. You can tune in tomorrow, probably around 10, 11 a.m. West Coast time if you listen to this by then. If not, check us out every week on our platform, uh, Cloud 10 on iHeart Podcast Network. Download us. If you don't have time to listen every week, we won't take it personal, but make sure you click the download subscribe button. It helps our numbers with the algorithm, baby. That's what it's all about, the algorithm. Uh, (laughs) Like I always say, that's above my pay grade, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's above mine, too. But uh, we're going to put it out there, and everyone have a good week, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace.